0: Before we get this episode started, I just want to send my condolences and prayers to the family of Justin Owen. He was a USAC sprint car driver that lost his life over the weekend at Lawrenceburg Speedway. He had an accident in qualifying that ended up taking his life, but uh, a little silver lining to it, I see, was he was an organ donor and ended up helping improve or save the lives of about around 80 people. I think it was his family reported that on Monday or Tuesday, so I see him as a hero in my book, and uh, rest in peace, Justin Owen. Welcome back to another episode of Doing Which on Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today I am going to be going over the high-limit season opener that happened over in Lakeside Speedway in Kansas City last night with my buddy, Lane Mayo. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. How you doing, Evan? Good.
0: We were talking right before this saying you are a little tired last night because the show went a little long because of a couple different things, formats, and incidents, mm-hmm. and things like that, and... Good thing you didn't have to go to school, but your brother did. So that's why it was just me and you. And Michael, if you're uh, probably, if you know, Michael, Michael, he was going to be on it, but he's actually playing the uh, wolf from Shrek right now in a fraternity play. So go ask him about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your overall opinion about the first high limit points event that happened last night with GeoCells think- taking home the 50 grand?
1: I mean, it was solid. I mean, for an inaugural, we call it an inaugural event. We don't count last year's like trial races. Yes. I would say this is an inaugural season. I think for like as an overall race, I think it was solid. Uh, I did pick out a couple of things that Dirt Tracker did say. Uh, it did feel like it was not its own thing. It f- didn't feel like one of the um, Flow Night in America races. It just felt like, hey, we're high limit. Uh, there's not much branding to it, and we're just here, we're showing up 50k to win. It had, it didn't feel unique. You know, like, World of Outlaws has its own uniqueness to it. Uh, All-Stars even has its own uniqueness. This one, it doesn't feel like it has its own thing yet, outside of the dice rolls and drawing of cards, like, those kind of things. like the choose cone. Yeah, that too. I think the choose cone was a W, uh, but there's some, like, little tacky things there. With the um, dice roll, if no driver was going to choose it, then why do it? That's kind of how I saw it.
0: I feel like it won't be. Me and Michael were talking about this last night when it happened. Shout out to B Walker holding the dice for him in the infield. <laughs> Shout out Ryan Walker, Wikipedia. He uh, pretty much, if you don't understand how the Durst dice roll went, they rolled two big fuzzy dice like you, like you're playing uh like you're playing roulette, not roulette, but like you're playing some game at a casino. And what are some of those two numbers? You can either move back those positions, and you get that extra thousand. So last night it was a four and a two. So yeah, uh, they would have gone
1: back six. So Tyler Courtney would have gone to seventh. Donnie would have gone to eighth. And uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. going into it, they didn't know that they were going to work the track in on the high side, and then you would see guys like Masia to go from twenty second to second. Hell, if Tyler Courtney saw if you could pass like that in the heats or in the BVC main, he would have taken that money in a heartbeat because mm. track was – it was going there for the feature race. Yeah, I'm
0: – That that's hard to kind of look at, like, with foresight. Like, obviously, you know, like, yeah, of course that top line came in with the track work they did. Like, they could have assumed that they are going to do a little bit of track work, till it up a little bit, maybe just water it. it props to lakeside people and track prep people putting – that track to come in at the right time and have a great mm-hmm. track for feature. But uh, another thing added on to the dice roll is since you rolled a six, if you went back to that seventh or eighth position like Courtney or Shots had the option to, you would earn another six thousand to the winning purse. So Yeah, but you
1: been- had to win because if you, you take that win. deal and you don't win, you don't get any
0: yeah. it's not like you got the twenty thousand for second and mm-hmm. it would go to twenty six thousand. It had to be the win. It was either fifty six thousand or nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Obviously, you'd still make your regular money, but you wouldn't get that extra six thousand. Which I feel like they should include that through the field. Like me and you were talking uh, online when it happened. Yeah. But I agree. They need some more branding with it. They need to have them have themselves an identity. And one series I feel like that does that really well is XR. I'll get into their. XR man debut last night, a volunteer shout out Chris Madden and other stuff with him too that happened. Uh, but yeah, I feel like they do a great way of seeming different and doing their own thing. Like, literally today, they had a AI Snoop Dogg voice tell people to go to Bulls Gap this weekend for the 100K <laughs> race. That's pretty. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way Barry and Jackson Braun got Snoop Dogg. <laughs> There's no way they're paying that fee to, uh, 200 grand to get Snoop Dogg to say it. And it was just. You could tell it was AI Snoop Dogg. But it was a funny little creative idea. And like, I think the only XR event I've been to was the Colossal last year at Charlotte, and they had huge XR banners. They had their banners of uh, what they're doing for their events. They made it like you knew you're at at xr event
1: yeah and And, i in the infield there was only two banners not even that big that said like high limits presented by flow and i'm like there's nothing on the walls there's no sponsors a couple banners in the infield they're pretty small i mean it didn't feel like they had their identity you know like if you went in there
0: blind and had no idea what high limit was and you just knew there was a big sprint car race happening you wouldn't have known what what series or what the type of event was happening?
1: No, not unless you walk in the pits and you saw everybody with their uh, blue polo shirts. And yeah, those, saw, yeah, I mean, those hasty baked polos are kind of drippy. I'm they're not pretty
0: gonna good. Lie. I, I like lie. shout out, you got a photo of Vince Walsh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty cool. Vince, like like Justin said on his dirt tracker daily earlier, Vince did 100% seem like he was in NASCAR mode, like he was okay, still really on really a truck race on F- FS1. And shout out to Dylan trying to help his dad through it, trying to help his dad get more accommodated with it. And I feel like Vince will adapt and
1: turn out pretty well through the year, hopefully. Uh, Yeah, I I talked to him before the race, and he said it was unique to have a father-son duo in the booth like that, but they've never done it before. Like like Vince was in the booth for, obviously, for the truck series last year, and Dylan was in the pits, but they were never co-commentating the main broadcast before until last night. I can't so, really
0: think of any father-son duos that have done that before.
1: Uh, Ned and Dale Jarrett, and maybe.
0: Dale. Yeah. Uh, maybe on ESPN a little bit. like in the
1: well, early- I know that they had a Ned and Dale Jarrett uh, for the Darlington throwback like five or seven some odd years ago when they did the Darlington throwback on NBC.
0: Because they do that – I know like stage two, it's usually Dale and Dale, Dale Jr., Dale Jarrett, and mm-hmm. then Kyle Petty. So you're saying one year they had Ned in there
1: with Dale Jarrett? I'm I'm hundred percent. I'm almost a hundred percent sure, but I'm sure that they had that.
0: Yeah, that seems like something that would have happened, or it would have been an ESPN thing, like really early ESPN days, mm-hmm. like oh oh eight oh seven. But after that, I feel like Vince will. I feel like he'll develop. He'll be able to get more used to it. He's used to calling more races and having to fill the time more and have more chatter instead of just more on track action. And you just need to you need to be staying on the action the full time unless it is under caution. You need to be calling battles. You don't need to be talking about what drivers are doing outside of this race. You need to be calling the side by side racing battles for the lead and things that are changing the outcome of the race. And Dylan, he has good experience. I I don't know how much actual play by play experience Dylan has either. I know he's done some stuff here and there. He's mostly been a pit guy. Him and his wife, Hannah, have been doing that for years and years. And I think Hannah's gotten the booth a couple of times too, but we won't see Hannah at any of these events because she's full dirt vision mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But. How do you feel about Gio Selzy getting that nine-to-win victory? It, I've, I've always liked Gio. I've seen him win in a couple, of, a couple of different places.
1: I think this is my second time seeing Gio win. He won uh, in one of our trips we went to either last year or two years ago. Remember?
0: Mm. Okay. Let me
1: go through every race
0: we've ever been to together. <laughs> World Finals. <laughs> World Finals Dust Bowl, tour, last call. I can't even tell you who won.
1: Yeah, uh, that first year, I but think I know it was it in
0: Geo. It was like gravel.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, then Williams Grove in twenty twenty one. Well, before that, I saw Brad Sweet win to Arnoldville. and then I then those two nights were Hodden Shield and, and Brett Marks. Marks. Yeah, I've seen Brett Marks win in like four different states. Not mm-hmm. three. I've seen at him win least- in. I've seen him win in North Carolina at World Finals. No, Geo. I think Gio won a World Finals uh, event one year that I've been there.
1: It awesome. may not have been the year we went to. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I it yeah. was this, it was 2021 or 2022, but – But, he, yeah, I mean – But he – Gio's not an unknown name. It's not like – like a name that nobody really saw doing good at all was Austin McCarl.
1: Yeah, Austin McCarl. I didn't realize that he was, like, overall quick time because I ran down there to Tyler Courtney, and I was like, oh, he for sure had quick time. And then I go down, like, like Austin awesome, McCarl overall. I'm, oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, lower <laughs> in between the first group and second group.
1: Yeah. Well, also didn't help that the uh, track didn't even have the um, the scoreboard on until the second group of qualifying, and we couldn't hear over the PA system because it was broken half the time. If you know, if you were there, you would know staticky, and that's one complaint that I have of the track. But I didn't other, hear
0: other little complaints I had on flow was the frame rate drop. Like I thought it was uh, maybe a part of how I was watching it. And mm-hmm. the way I do it and the way I watch, but no, it, I, I've heard from multiple people now that they had not, not good quality. Sometimes during frame rate, nothing during the feature, which was good. Uh, there was, you get quality, you get confused during qualifying. Cause it said hot laps from all the way from the first lap on track of actual hot laps until heat races started. It just said hot laps in the corner, like on the leaderboard.
1: Hmm. I wasn't there. I I wasn't watching on the broadcast, but that's interesting that they had that kind of technical malfunction in a way.
0: Very little stuff. Obviously, I don't work on that stuff. That's not me, but I feel like that's something that would get checked very quickly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But besides that, like you said earlier, Carson Macedo went 22nd to 2nd, which I don't think we saw the hard chargers coming. That far deep into the field doesn't matter if it's a full-time outlaw guy that is very strong and consistent the entire year. Carson Macedo is the current outlaw point leader right now. Yeah, and and like we were saying with Geo not being a feature name, like yeah, he's a world of outlaw rookie. Yeah, he he's a three-sixty uh, Knoxville's three-sixty nationals champion, Knoxville uh, track champion, I believe. I, I'm not too sure. I know not this last year because your boy Brian Brown, Brian Brown. <laughs> Yeah, not the track championship, but, yeah, awesome for Geo, awesome dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, going back to your point, I think the choose rule enabled him to win that race. Yeah. Going from, I think it was nine to five before the first caution, that was right around, like, right in front of the leaders when they wrecked. And then I saw him choose the bottom, like, oh, okay, he jumped, like, two or three rows to make that decision. He gets to fourth, and then he goes into the inside into one and takes third right away. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, he's setting himself up. He gets one caution, he gets a break, and he gets another choose right. And yeah. he's cleared almost to the lead. And it ended up paying off for him.
0: Pretty much during the main, before Celze got up there, it was Courtney was gone in the beginning. And then yep. Gio got to him after that first caution.
1: Or I thought it was Rico. No, was Gio, Rico.
0: Rico. Sorry, wrong yeah. wrong, weird name. Uh, <laughs> Rico, Rico got to him, and then Rico hit feet. Rico was gone. And then they had that... Second yeah,
1: Rico. Rico was Second running time. the top side really well because yeah. I remember Courtney was running the bottom because he was doing that the whole time. But obviously with that track rework and Rico's just feeling that top side, he he was charging with him like the, after like five laps after that restart, It was like, oh, he's catching him. Oh, he's ripping that high line. Oh, he he's gone. Zips he by him right back off back too. To yep. Um, after, uh, before that third
0: caution, before the caution with five to go, mm-hmm. Rico was gone. Main. Courtney was staying with him a little bit, and then Rico he was fell touch. back to who was in third. Uh, I believe it was McCarl or somebody else. Baston. Yeah, Baston. Uh, Courtney went really low in one and two and hit something, like, uh, squealed his tires. Like He just burned up his tires a little bit, and you could see how much that highline. like, he got almost half straightaway by Baston on that Head one straightaway just because he... He just missed the line that one time, and we're like, really, oh, he burned his tires. so oh, he fell off, but he was still strong. It just seemed to be that one mistake that cost him a good start, and then there was a caution with five laps to go. Where yeah, and I car- want to
1: speculate on that caution because okay, it wasn't for Rico's tire failure. It was somebody that, that hit, like, great. he blew up, I think, going like into three. But right away, Rico had a flat tire when the caution came out. I pointed it out and i was i was either he ran something over from that po- like mechanical failure in 3 or yeah. he just so happened to have a flat tire already and when the caution came out they slowed down and his pressures were dropping
0: it looked like he hit him he looked like he hit that slow car in 3 barely
1: okay well I, it was it was hard to tell cuz like it, it, something like blew up in his car you can see the flash of like fight and then i was like okay oh he turned to miss him right and then he come around mm-hmm. four and i pointed it out like oh he's got a flat tire or it was just low on air and then he came around was fully, I mean, like, it was fully really
0: flat yeah. yeah the heartbreak for rico that was his race to lose and it ended up not falling his way he's been so strong this year with a couple of outlaw I victories i it wouldn't surprise me if rico was he's one of the top two contenders for this
1: championship for high limit and I would love, love to see him get it. I mean, obviously with eleven races and you already gotten like you were deep in the finishing order for the hey main that one. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be tough. I think he can do it. Obviously, he's running full time, but
0: if not a, if not being a points guy, he'll be a upfront contender for almost all the race wins.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, just
0: shout out to Rico. I love his branding of how he represents his team and his driving and even his dog. He, uh, Rico's awesome, dude. I love I love that guy. But uh, is there anything else that we need to – do you want to go over the ticket situation?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I did want to mention that. So mm-hmm. for people who went to Lakeside and ordered GA tickets, it on was ticket $45 hoss. on Ticket Hoss. Primarily uh, on Ticket Hoss because I saw a tweet that uh, High Limit retweeted on their Twitter, and they said that the only place you can buy tickets is through Ticket Hoss, the app. And then I was like, oh, okay, that makes much more sense. I'm going to go through, get the tickets ahead of time in case they sell out. And then I go up to the gate, get through Ticket Hoss, got my GA wristband. Then I was like, oh, okay, if pit passes are $50, and I already paid 45 for a GA, like every other track I've been to, you can just go up to them, and you just give them $5, and they'll give you a wristband. For getting in the pits because i don't know any better if every race like i said like it, it seems like that's a no-brainer been, right
0: about everywhere i've been yeah i mean i did it a couple of weeks ago at lancaster
1: yeah I, lancaster uh i know williams grove you just go up and you just hand them a fiver because yeah. i remember with us four on our trip uh two years ago uh more five oh, of word. us yeah we no, just handed a like 20 eight to of that
0: first night.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Crowd. But I remember we just handed them a 20, and it, they had no issue with it. They just gave us four wristbands. Uh, we go up to the woman, and she's like, it's $50 each, so $150. Are you sure? And I'm like, "Are, you, are you? I'm looking at her sideways like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what? I would
0: have lost it. I would have gone off on her.
1: No, I mean, if it wasn't for my friend, <laughs> I would have. If it was with us, like us guys. I would have, yeah, I would have probably me. not I would have probably been kicked out. I am I not gonna have. lie to you. I composed myself so well when I heard that. I'm like, all I, right.
0: I would have paid that whole 150 myself to see you go full Karen mode. I no, would have, I know, that I would have been great.
1: I mean, I I I did on through the refund. I'm gonna get my refund no matter what. I'm gonna take it to the freaking Supreme Court if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> but like It's Jover. I, I know. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. Like, why can't you just hand him a fiver? You see my green wristband, and then it's like, oh nope, $50. You're the idiot. I'm like, you're the one who didn't promote there being, like, pit passes being purchased beforehand, nor did you make it seem that, oh, hey, the only way you can get tickets is through the app. And so yeah. I look on the app, and there is no pit pass-like admission. That, that was how I'm I looked it up. Huh? Uh,
0: I, I looked, too. Based off of how I think they want, would have wanted you to do it, is just, just show you know, up, yeah. Just show up to the pit gate,
1: yeah. But, but how am I guaranteed entry if they're not sold out of GA? Get there early, then they'll be over capacity.
0: I don't know. It's just the game we got to pay, I guess, or when they run out of GA, they'll sell pit passes still. And that's wow. what some places do, unless it gets to a ridiculously like, oversold.
1: I mean, when I saw the entry list of 56 people, and I'm yeah. like. If they're going to sell out of tickets, this is the lineup that'll do it. And for an inaugural event, I figured that, oh, they're going to pack out at least 20,000, no doubt. I mean, it was a solid 15,000 probably, but they, I saw some a couple rows. Obviously, mm-hmm. on the bottom, you're going to have some empty ones. But, I mean, there was a couple rows that, you know, there weren't people there. Solid crowd. But I was obviously afraid that if they sold out, I wouldn't be guaranteed entry, even if I showed up, like, even at the 4 o'clock, like, gates open, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: now you're right about that trying to be as like trying to be as proactive and try to plan it as best you can ahead so you promise when you making that trip out there with your friend Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to be there you know like you got to do what you got to do to do it and it just sucks that situation happened like that and you had to fully pay for the pit passes and hopefully you get your refund for it and I will be helping out to do it since they're helping me cover the event and stuff and they're my pals and we go to other races and stuff together. I'm gonna help them out with
1: that when I get a chance to. Yeah got, if you if anybody too. anybody else who's listening, if you've heard of a track that pays full for GA and then full for pit pass, I let me know. I you know shout out uh just let us know yeah. on, on Dunwich on Dirt if that's something that you've heard of because this is the only time that I've ever heard of it here at Lakeside. And, of, of course, it's the my home racetrack. Outside of I-70, which is 20, 30 minutes the other way, Lakeside is my home track 30 minutes up north. So, I mean, it sucks that your home track's the one that's almost scalping you for prices, but it is what it is. We'll, yeah. we'll get it situated.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the I'm trying to think of situations like that. There's where there's such a big gap between prices that, or like obviously they weren't planning for people to buy GA and then have to buy pit passes too. But I'm just trying to think of situations where track have such a big price difference outside of like NASCAR and upper echelon top series that are international. Um, they have such a difference between general admission tickets and pit passes. And one of the only things I can think of is the ACT, which is at... Was at Hickory a couple weeks ago. It's like a late mo- It's like a mostly northern asphalt late model series that they had to end up doing a double double event in one day at Hickory because of rain, and the pit passes for the day was a hundred. Oh my, yeah, and a lot of people weren't too crazy about it, including my. But uh, also shout out. I was on the Roughing Fenders podcast for on Sunday night for almost two hours with Road Soda Randy Phillips, and my buddy James, and. They're, t- they, he's going to the one at New Hampshire this week and it's a $100 two-day and they're confused why it was a $100 for that one day. It's because they had to run dual features because the first one got rained out. But, yeah,
1: that one's okay. But I could, I could see why somebody be upset because, so you have to buy the okay. two-day for, if you're only showing for one?
0: Uh, it depends. I think they did a full clear out like Eldora. Yeah, okay. So obviously, like, if you're a pit guy, or you're helping out and you're just going to be there all day, you have to pay that, like. And and it wasn't like it was a okay running first feature at 10 a.m. run the last one at 8 p.m. where it just that just takes up your entire day and you might not want to do that and maybe you probably had the option to buy it half and half, but it doesn't make sense. Like I think first feature was at like 12:30 or one that day, and the other one was at six. Okay. Then other racing and intermission stuff, obviously, but. Besides that, we'll get we'll get back on the dirt because this is the Dunwich on Dirt podcast.
1: Not the big finances podcast.
0: Yeah, Dunwich on Lakeside, Dunwich on location. Hashtag Dunwich Driver <laughs> of the Day. And speaking of Dunwich, we have a new Dunwich on Dirt Shopify store. Not Shopify. Spring. Sorry. Screw Shopify. I guess I don't know. But I like <laughs> Spring so far. <laughs> they. Uh, I have a new store on there. I got a. Uh, everything just has a basic Dunwich logo right now. And I have a t shirt with the big logo and then necks and hoodies with just a small, like a uh, corner logo, like a little pocket type logo, but no pocket. And then a uh, sticker. And I might get my hats through them. I'm not too sure. I might look at it, but I might end up getting my hats through the same people I did before. Look somewhere else or sue and saying, I enjoyed their stuff. I just might try something else. And yeah, uh, you can go on there. It's doingchondert.spring.com. Come, I believe, and but if it doesn't work like that, you can just go through my link tree, all my social medias. It's everything you need uh, is on there, and yeah, if you end up find something you like, you can use the code Rainy R A I N Y for ten percent off. Since pretty much all the racing in the Carolinas got rained out this past weekend, <laughs> literally every every single track. I went through all of them. Do I have the list right here? Oh no, nope, that's the tracks so of. Every track in the Carolinas, but pretty much I'll just go through them. I know rained out was Hickory, Caraway, uh, Tri County, Wake, Rockfish, Harris, East Lincoln, uh, County Line, Carolina, Florence rained out, Anderson rained out, Cherokee, Lancaster, Lawrence County, Sumter. Eh, no, Sumter had to leak off. Travelers Rest and Lakeview, all like every single race. The only race, like in the general area of the Carolinas, was Kyle Larson Late Model Challenge on Thursday at Volunteer. Which
1: I wish I went who
0: who, like called out like fake sick on Friday for work. Being honest, I wish I did because that looked yeah.
1: amazing. Some of the best late model racing I've ever seen, at least yeah. in
0: the 2020s. Like, my buddy only keeps up with racing because I like just ramble to, to him about it. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, a lot of racing was I was like that Kyle Larson guy. He was like in that black six car, just like did a crazy overtake pass, like on this white car. I'm like, I'm like, do I have to take 15 minutes to explain this? Oh, oh, yeah. No, he just doesn't know. He just doesn't know racing besides the stuff I tell him. He knows who Kyle Larson is because many reasons. Uh, and he didn't know Jonathan Davenport, obviously. The only other guy in that race he probably knew of was Kyle Bush. Well, then, yeah, he's just an asphalt or NASCAR guy. Very vague outside. Like, he, okay. he doesn't watch anything, but it, it was cool just seeing people that don't even watch. Like, Bring well, like, hey, I saw this on Sports Center. And that's awesome and great, great coverage for the sport. And as someone that tries to cover and support the sport and the tracks, uh, that that's really cool. Before we get off of uh, here, Lane, do you have anything else on Lakeside or anything more sprint car racing coming up or anything late model? Before I will let you hop off of here,
1: uh, I did want to touch on one other thing. That um, shout out Jeff Gluck, by the way. He told okay. me that. Oh, that's a big. That was a big flex. Um, but he told me that my pal Jeff Gluck. Yeah, of course. Um, li- <laughs> later in the July um, for the Eldora Million that we're going to. By the way, that's that's yep. been highly publicized. Location, and then we please. also found out that our. Uh Travis Moonhead Brown will be showing up there at Eldora that weekend.
0: Moonhead Brown Cheeks LLC Travis Brown the yeah yes that Travis Brown that finished 12th in a Carolina Pro Late Model race at Hickory last year. He will be at the Eldora Million, which is cool. He's probably going to be doing some stuff with Shenandoah Shine, which is one of his sponsors that helps him race and just do other stuff on track and you always see him wearing a Shine t-shirt under his overalls. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Eldora, I did know um, that the Eldora Million will count as two of the four World four. of Outlaws or races that World of Outlaws sanctioned drivers can participate in. So instead of one race, because I think it encompasses the whole event, it should be counted as one. For whatever reason, they count as two separate events in that like in that spectrum. Yes.
0: Yes. I I think if they only ran the heats and like qualifying on the one night and didn't run like actual feature racing, that that wouldn't count as a day. But since they are doing features, I believe it's twins, it will count.
1: I know it will. But then the politicking side of things is like, oh, these they don't really want them racing other series and old racing group and X Y Z. If you know it, you know. There's been
0: problem with uh, yeah. There's been problem with W R G and Brian Carter like even allowing them to do four. I understand all points of view from it. And it's yeah. not a thing. It's not like this is a new thing that's been brewing. Like this is, oh, excuse me, this has been something that's been brewing for years.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I don't really understand it. Like, obviously you want sprint car racing to flourish and having multiple series and that sparks that kind of competition and sparks that kind of innovation. Cause I think this choose cool choose cone rule will be very innovative in other series in the years to come. I think, Unless uh, if High Limit wants to like make it its own thing, uh, we'll see. Because we've obviously some of it seen other yeah. sports adapt. Like
0: a trade market. market.
1: Yeah, I know <laughs> they didn't trademark the choose cone. NASCAR's got it. NASCAR took it from somebody else. They probably took. So where the choose cone started? Uh local short tracks. Figure it out. Do <laughs> okay. your history on yeah, it.
0: I've been okay. We're gonna have a full episode in the off called "The history, history of the Choose Cone," to you too much On Dirt. yeah but- <laughs> I do yeah. have, I already do have ideas for what episodes of the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> we're focused on the now. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah, you can go ahead.
0: Yeah, but that that is a big luck bomb saying that that's going to. So after last night with nine of the Outlaw teams, nine of the 13 or 14 teams, I think. Nine uh, out of the uh,
1: 13 or 14. Yeah, but interestingly enough, I did see Jacob Allen at the track. He was not cause racing because they're going to be in the area. They'll be at peevely Yep. Weekend, so, so. out with it. Um, who are, who are Shark the four Mason? that
0: weren't there. The four that weren't there were Jacob. I knew
1: it was Jacob and
0: uh, Broxie or Frost. Okay, Bill Rose. know yeah. gas.
1: No, I did not see him yet. Yeah.
0: Well, that was it. Well, Danny Dietrich was running uh a gas prepared car.
1: Yeah. And
0: that, that okay. That makes more sense now to you, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> How Danny <laughs> ran last night. Yeah. No, uh, That was great. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Dietrich was there. I think he ran he ran lower in a B. Yeah, he did make it out of a C. Yeah.
0: it was deep in a B. He was yeah. like twelfth in the B or something, which
1: same for Sheldon Hotenshield. We don't want to talk about it. If he had the yeah. same racetrack that the people had in the features, would have been a different story. He would have came from last to first. He could just not be any good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and then look, Sheldon literally quote unquote wasted one of his four opportunities to win high pr- high purses on uh racing even McDay in so that's when tough. Up,
0: when there's races and tracks that are more in his wheelhouse, like in Ohio, Pennsylvania region,
1: um, Attica. The Attica
0: is Attica? Ah. Or like a Wayne County or a Muskegon County. One of those in that area are on there and going to be in his wheelhouse and he's not going to have as many opportunities to do it. Uh, he's also decent at Winterville.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he doesn't I, I, feel he's, like uh,
0: it too hard off of four and hit the wall. And hit the
1: yeah, wall. we didn't talk about that. Well,
0: Seventeen. Yep.
1: Yeah. But no, I, what I heard is that you had many of the World of Outlaws guys run last night. You are going to yeah. have two of yeah. their their races be the Eldor Million, and then one That's possibly one. in Lernerville the following Tuesday, which I am going to with our oh, big Mike. So. Yeah. I'm so not- I mean, yeah, I mean their their hands are really tied in that situation, and I think it's it's. Uh, not stupid i i understand it but it makes it for the fans to where they're like they want to see the best sprint car drivers in the world compete for the biggest cash prizes mm-hmm. and when you have world of outlaws guys not competing for a 50k to win race uh or the dawn memorial silver cup i mean it makes it to where it's not as prestigious and mm-hmm. i mean we learn already got its own tub of issues that we can dive, dive into another time but <laughs> yeah i don't
0: even need to i'll get into that closer to firefire 100 times yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh so you got anything else besides that we got peevly this weekend which i think is gonna be awesome for the outlaws they always right. put on great races
1: peevly is one of my favorite tracks i wish i could it didn't have to take four and a half hours to get there drove by it though last week or start yeah walk- a week and a half ago but start walking yeah take my time start walking I might get there by next week. Won't be, I won't be enough time though. Maybe <laughs> I might get there for the Ironman. <laughs>
0: uh, possibly. What's that? Yeah. Mid, late May? <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. You'll get, about there
0: right. you'll get there in yeah. that time. Yeah. Anyway, Lane, I appreciate you. Come on. Help me with uh, talking about the Highland. I appreciate you going out there and getting some content for me. And you definitely will be on before Eldora and other crazy stuff happens. And uh, you want to plug your social media before you hop off?
1: Uh, sure. Shout out Hurricane Lane 22 on Instagram and on Twitter. I think I changed my handle on that. Don't it's know if hard- it's my name, Lane Mayo. If it's not, I forgot. I don't hardly use Twitter.
0: Hurricane Lane 22.
1: Yeah, I made it in 2013. Still, it's a goaded username. At least I didn't make some cringy username back in, like when I was 12 and was edgy. Anybody can win. Yeah. X, or xx again there it is <laughs> x, x oh, i remember all those x, old tags. it was so dumb but yeah Hurricane oh, oh lane 22 uh, lane mayo anywhere else i don't really care you follow me you don't have to uh yeah thank you for having me and yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome thanks lane we'll see you Shout out to Lane for hopping on with me to go over all the high-limit stuff and sprint car stuff. But now we're going to get to some fenders and then mention a little bit of open-wheel stuff with it. So this past weekend, like we said, everything pretty much rained out. The only thing that didn't rain out that's in my scope of the series of tracks that I follow was the SCDRA Northeast event. That was an alternate points event for $10,000 at Winchester Speedway in Virginia. I, I'm pretty sure that's really close to D.C. right by that airport. And a bunch of the information and the videos and stuff I saw in the video, I posted the finish, which was awesome, between the winner, Walker Wyndham, Brandon Dalton, and Andrew Smith. It was all from Paul Clayton. He does awesome, post a lot of awesome stuff about racing in, I believe, like the Panhandle, Florida area and wherever the front wheel drives are. But shout out to Paul. Yeah, it was a really good event. I watched the whole race from Paul's perspective because they didn't have it streaming anywhere, and it was hard racing from my point of view. Walker Wyndham came out with a victory in the ten thousand dollars. His brother John Wyndham, he's had a rough start of the year, been getting raced rough, and ended up getting disqualified after he went up to or he went up to Brandon's car under. LA guys are on the cool down lap and hit him. He got disqualified, got 24 place points, I believe it was. But shout out to Walker Windham for getting that dub. Their next race for the SCDRA is going to be April 21st and 22nd for the third, I believe it's the third annual beach bash that will be at Lakeview Motor Speedway in Nichols, South Carolina. I'm hoping to be there for the Friday night, which is their first round of time trials and qualifier races. And they're also going to be having like a pit party and live music and stuff. Hopefully I can make it to that. I can't make it on that Saturday. I will be at a wedding while my buddies from is getting married. I'm gonna be over there supporting him, being there for him and his wife. It's gonna be a cool day. And unfortunately, this weekend I will not be at any other races as well. I will I got a couple of buddies back from where I grew up in the Outer Banks area. They're they're gonna be having some kids soon and I just wanna I don't see them that often. I'm gonna go hang out with them, do some country shit, just go hang out. <laughs> Boy, burned down island, just drinking a bunch of beer. We're going to have a good time. And But I will still be able to post the results from the races we have coming up. So looking at it, we have the Carolina Sprint Tour race. That was supposed to happen last week in the 8th. It is now on the 15th at Halifax County Motor Speedway. They're still racing for $1,000. They have 2500 The when late models go in there as well. The Carolina Clash is going to be going for their second race of the season. It is going to be at Fayetteville Motor Speedway. I don't know why that. Like I had to segment out saying that so hard, but they're going to be at Fayetteville. Awesome track. I wish I could make it down there. It's a little far from me where me and my buddies are going to be. I would love to go to Fayetteville. I am making it there before the end of the year. That's one of my new tracks in my schedule for me. I just know when we get there. And there's going to be a weekly – I think it's a double show that is going to be at – East Lincoln might be doing a double show. I don't know. Don't fully count me on that, but I know East Lincoln has a weekly show. And then it's going to be the Mid-East Mania at Carolina Speedway on Friday before Mid-East goes to Horsepower Park on Saturday. The former Antioch, if uh, you knew it under that name. And I believe there's go-karts at Cherokee, if I am not wrong. And then a week after, the Stick Elliott is also going to be at Cherokee for Carolina Clash, and then Ultimate's going to be at County Line. I'll get into more of that next week. But originally scheduled was also supposed to be Ultimate at Rome Speedway, which got moved to August 19th along with the SCDRA combo race they're doing, and they're also doing the same thing at Sumter. Speaking of Sumter Speedway, they're having a practice tomorrow night from 6 to 10 p.m., free for grandstands, $20 for a pits. Uh, depending on when I get off of work, I might go there, go get just shoot some videos of cars on track and just hang out, park in the infill, just see what's happening. If you end up being at Sumter, come say hey to me. I'll have some stickers on me. And yeah, uh, I think it might be the only thing I'll be able to, and if me and the boys feel like we might end up making it to Halifax, we'll be at like an hour, 15, hour, 20 from there. Kind of doubt it. But if we end up making it out there, I'll let everybody know. I'll be doing it on location. Volunteer Speedway has been really busy. They have had the Kyle Larson late model challenge that happened last Thursday. It was one of the only races in the area that happened. Larson won that great battle over Jonathan Davenport. And then yesterday it was the season opener, well, like the inaugural race for the XR Working Man Series. It was 10000 to win. And it was won by Chris Smokey Madden. Great race. He passed Dale McDowell about, uh, I think it was like 15, 20 laps through the 40-lap main event and just never looked back. Uh, good for Smokey uh, having a rebound after his merchandise trailer ended up being an incident with truck the that, truck that was carrying the merchandise trailer. It was an incident and flipped off of I 75 in Kentucky. Uh, everybody's okay, just a little bruised up I, uh, based off of what I heard. I'm glad there's no injuries from it, and they will have their merch at the track this weekend for the Spring Thaw 100, which is going to be $100,000 to win. Been talking for a couple weeks because it was originally supposed to happen the 24th and 25th. That got rained out. A couple other things that, uh, got rained out that same weekend. And it's going to be a crazy field. Everybody's going to be there. And then midweek racing is going to be back again for the late models. On Tuesday, they are going to be starting the flow night in America season. And they are going to be at, I know it's Eldora, and I think the second track is Brownstown. That's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe. Don't hold me to it. Look on flow, they'll have it. I know I should have that in front of me. That's me. I need to become a better podcast hoster. <laughs> but yeah, excited to see Flow Night in America come back. And Kelly and his group's gonna be running that. Excited to see that. And yeah, you know, like I said earlier, just a terrible tragedy with Justin Owen losing his life and them canceling the event. But huge shout out to USAC's gonna be back on track this weekend. And uh excited to see those drivers back on track and see how they do i think they'll still be able to put on a good show and race for their buddy justin and yeah uh, race season's here it's going great and speaking of going great i have a new sponsor ambassador program that's been helping me out it's a reaper apparel company they have some merchandise they have t-shirts hats uh cool other accessories stickers keychains and they're just promoting having a good mental mindset, having an open mind, not letting anything hold you back from being your best self. Reaper Apparel Company. If you buy there, buy something on there. You can use the code Doomwitch for ten percent off. It'll help me out if you do it. I appreciate all the support on that stuff and shopping the Doomwitch store on Spring, and as well, I just appreciate all the support, all. All the likes on the Which driver of the day I've been starting. If you have any suggestions for the driver of the day, it could be any driver, modern day, past, it could be sprint sprint cars, if there is, (laughs) late models, four bangers, street stocks, thunder bombers, anything, just any driver's name to me. And if you have a photo you want me to post with it, do it. I'll give you credit, whatever, but. If you want to find me more on the social medias, I am D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H on Dirt. Doing much on Dirt on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And obviously you're listening to the podcast so you found it somewhere on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're listening to it on. And if you feel like leaving me a review, tell me I'm doing good, tell me I'm doing horrible, cool with me. Leave me that five star if you feel like. Leave me that one star if you want to. doesn't matter to me, but I'd appreciate some reviews on there, help uh, help promote the show, helps get more out there, more views and stuff you have. But thanks for coming back for another episode and stay up to all updates for the show and what races are going to be covering on Twitter mostly. And other stuff will be posted on Instagram and Facebook after that. But just live updates of anything going on will always be on Twitter first. And thanks for coming back for another episode and have a great day.